thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Pierced Off Pod. I'm Danny, And I'm Jess and we're the Pierce Sisters, your hosts. And today we are so excited because we are going to be talking about fear of missing out versus fear of making mistakes. And we're excited to talk about this because it's just such an interesting concept that we recently stumbled upon. And I don't know, I didn't realize there was an opposite to FOMO. Yeah, me neither, if I'm honest. Yeah, I, and, and even when we were talking about it, we're like, are they really opposites? But I, I think they are, you know, F- like FOMO versus FOM. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. That's what we're going to call it. Literally. And I think it's interesting to be like, you know, which side of the fence do you sit on? Or can you sit on the fence? I don't know. Yeah, and I think I have always focused on my fear of missing out. But maybe some of that is actually fear of making mistakes and I just assume it's fear of missing out or like because they're very like both of them can make you do things that maybe you don't genuinely want to do at your own like core belief or your like mm. you know I think the thing it, it messes with your intuition and what you actually want to do having those fears yeah and I think that's why it's interesting to try and really bring to light the 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 those thoughts and why are you thinking them so that potentially you can make decisions more aligned with what you really want yeah I agree and I think like for me personally I am probably more on the side of um, fear of making a mistake I Mm -hmm. don't have a great like FOMO side of me really yeah no not really if I'm like if I'm on my own sort of thing and it's like do it don't do it Mm, right, I won't do it. Like, it doesn't really bother me. If I'm, say, around someone like you, who has a big FOMO <laughs> side... <laughs> huge FOMO. <laughs> like, then it's different. Mm-hmm. Then I start factoring that part in. And I right. am, uh, like, a little bit more influenced by it in that FOMO side. But I think mm-hmm. naturally I sit on the fear of making mistakes side because I suppose that's a bit of... I don't know, throwing the word perfectionism in there. <laughs> it definitely is. I mean, when I was, because, I mean, I Googled today fear of making mistakes because I was just like, I'm interested. And it came up with this article that was like, it is a branch of perfectionism or an, a symptom of perfectionism, the fear of making mistakes, because making a mistake means you're not perfect, right? Yes. And trying to be perfect is trying to avoid mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I think they're both so detrimental, but... I don't know. I always thought I was more... Oh, I think I'm probably... Am I 50-50? I could be 50-50 because it's like... And then and then it's so hard because I think if I just had that fear of missing out, I would be doing things that I want, like maybe don't want to do, but I just do them anyway, right? Yes. But because I have the fear of making mistakes as well, I have this huge internal battle that is awful, right? So it's like... <laughs> Like when we were in um, Kentucky mm-hmm. and we were in Switzerland, it's let's. Do you want to go paragliding, Jess? Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't. And and do I want to go paragliding? I think so. And then it was like, well, I, I don't want to miss out. And I get this whole like, I, mm. I, what if I don't do it? Like, yeah. and I should have done it. But then it's, what if I do it and die? And that's a big mistake. <laughs> yeah. See, and, and what was the outcome of that? You did it. Yeah. And I had the FOMO of being like, oh, I'm missing out. I don't want to, but I don't want to die more. <laughs> So I didn't do it. So I had the, for me, it was the fear of missing out overpowered my fear of death. Is that what you, see, because I, and the fact that you were so against doing it or so not interested, it made me be like, oh my God, am I making a huge mistake? To the point where I have so much fear of making mistakes that 
like I had to ring my boyfriend and make him promise me that I wouldn't die so that it was on him. <laughs> so that wasn't my fault if I made a mistake. <laughs> so bad. But I'm like calling him at the top of the mountain being like, so just before I jump, like, you promised that I'm going to live. And then when I got to the bottom, I called him. I was like, I survived. <laughs> and he was like, I knew you would. It's 11 o'clock. Can I go to sleep now? Because <laughs> he was in Australia. And like, I think for me, like I, I get so worked up because there's this huge part of me saying I should do something because I'm scared that I'll miss mm-hmm. out. And then there's a, another huge side of me saying, but what if that's a mistake to do it? And, mm. and I, sometimes I get so consumed by it that I can't make a decision. Yeah. And I ask everyone for opinions because I can't commit to my own choices and I'm trying really hard to, to stop being like that. And I think I've improved a lot, but yeah. it's still like, especially if I'm stressed or worked up where I have a lot on my mind, it gets worse because I can't, yeah. I can't rationalize my thoughts to realize that they're silly, mm. you know? Yeah, yeah, there's no clarity behind it. Yeah, sometimes I just, I, when there's too much in my brain, I can't sit down and see like, like I know like that's illogical, but I can't make my sm- like myself believe that it's illogical. Yeah, that's true. Or, or silly and, and it's just like so much of my life is FOMO it really is and I'm really not like that right like a little bit there are things that I'm like I mean like look at the Switzerland example I look at that I'm like yeah I have a little bit of FOMO about that but at the same time I'm like if I'm meant to do I will eventually yeah that wasn't my time like the thing is like I'm really glad I did it more so for the fact that despite my fear of because at my core I wanted to do it yeah at my core like I really did want to actually do it Mm. and and the fear of making mistakes was making me stop that and I think I would have not done it had I not had FOMO as well so that counteracted made me want to choose it more and and I think that like I remember being on the phone being like I have to confirm right now like I'm scared waiting to decide is going to make me miss it because we only had certain number of spots and I it's just like like while it was such a good experience and it was amazing it's I'm glad that I did it because it was something I genuinely wanted to do and you had an equally amazing different experience that I didn't get to have yeah right you got to explore the like the Alps or mountains more right yeah and and you got to hike a little bit yeah and you got to go on that boat cruise and I didn't get to do either of those things because I was on the bus to go to the you know so it's like yeah that's right it's not you know I missed well yeah you can't have everything no you can't and I think that's a very important concept and I think I look at it like your call you wanted to to do what was it paragliding paragliding yeah whereas at my call I wanted to see Switzerland. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, we were very... I mean, I'm not saying that you didn't want to explore Switzerland, but do you know what I mean? Like, where... But I wanted the experience of paragliding yeah. in Switzerland, whereas you wanted... You were happy to yeah, just explore it. Exactly. And With my feet on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's really... We were joined at the hip that holiday, obviously. We were. And I felt so lost not being with you and that was one of the huge reasons that I almost didn't do it because I couldn't understand why you wouldn't want to (laughs) I was like so confused and I think I'm pretty proud of both of us for doing our own thing because it's very easy to just be influenced by whoever you're around 100% and I I think like another interesting thought is like how like I say now like that was something I truly wanted to do Mm. but how how do you just distinguish what you really want to do from those fear-driven like uh motivations i don't know yeah me either <laughs> that, that is a very 
interesting topic. It's easier to know in hindsight. Yeah, I think I think that's a very interesting thing. Yeah, hindsight is because I think if you come out of it and you're like, yes, like I feel like it's a feeling, like mm. your intuition, your gut knows that. Yeah, deep deep down in your core, that's in the lines with what you truly wanted compared to whether there's things that I've done. I'm being like, oh, motorbike license is a perfect example of this don't ask like oh my goodness all right here's a story <laughs> so we decided to get our motorbike licenses and i you know what could have been like nah i'm all good but everyone else seemed to be doing it at times so i was like all right why not anyways <laughs> that was not your thing <laughs> it was not my thing at all but anyways so you know learning to ride i was like yeah this is kind of cool anyways went and did the course the guy literally said to me, <laughs> you know, if you don't want to do it, Danielle, you don't have to. Did he say that to literally. you? It's <laughs> like, so you don't have to do it just because your sister and your dad are doing it. And I was like, I know, I want to be here with like almost like tears almost streaming down my face because I was like so stressed. Mind you, I had other stresses going on at the time, but I was so worked up and I was like, so down to my core, I was like, no, I'm going to stick it out. I'm going to get my L's for my motorbike license. And I did. I did it. Did I ever get on a ju- uh, jump on a motorbike after that? No. I know. You were like, oh, I don't know why I did that because no. there's no chance that I'm going to get my no, P's. Never. I had no desire. I remember sit, like doing it and I was like, what am I doing? Like, yeah, it was fun and like I overcame a fear and, you know, I really challenged myself and, and grew and whatever. <laughs> but seriously, honestly, I came out of that course and I was not like, yes, I just achieved something that I've always like dreamt of doing. It was mm. more like... It wasn't even, hey, that's a cool experience. I'm glad I did that. It wasn't even that. No. I mean, look, at the end of the at the end of the end day, when we did that little, like, obstacle course oh. of, like, the stop, go, give way, indicate, change Go down gears. a driveway. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was slowly... <laughs> I was so proud of myself. Like, I got through that and I was like, yes, nailed it. Would I put myself through again through that? No. I have absolutely no desire. And you know what? Realistically, when I signed up, I knew that. But that was influenced by FOMO. I did not want to miss out. I was like, I'm determined to prove that I can ride a motorbike and I can get my license. I did that. I ticked it. I would never do it again. And that's okay. I've learned that now. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I've definitely, from that experience, look, I was young at the time too. But from that experience, I learned that, you know what? When you got kind of feels like that, this is kind of what it means. What? <laughs> I think... Oh, and I had this feeling all the time when I was a kid doing, like, a Stedfords and singing Mm. talent contests. And I went through this phase where, I mean, being on stage was really fun. And then Mm. all of a sudden I learned that I'm on stage to be judged. Yeah. And then it got really hard to go on stage. Mm. And I remember, like, I would get up and and it would be, I would feel so bad the day of. And it's like, I couldn't figure out whether that feeling was, like, whether I should do it or not when Mm. I really didn't want to. And... I think um, I definitely, looking back, I think it was the fear of making mistakes was the reason that I didn't want yeah. to do it. And then it was such an overpowering feeling of, of feeling like I was going to fail that yeah. it, I couldn't focus on whether I actually wanted to do it or not. Because mm. And it's like I had that huge feeling of like, this is going to suck. I'm going to suck. Yeah. I don't want to do this. But then I still, it was it was 
like but but what if I should be doing it <laughs> which yeah. is the FOMO 100%. and I couldn't the, the feelings were so overpowering that I had no idea what I genuinely wanted to do yeah people would last only you know Jess only you know yeah. whether you want to do it and I was like you don't understand Same. I don't even know <laughs> I have no idea that's why I'm asking you <laughs> literally I went through this exact kind of process in the, like the last pageant I did and it was it was full on like we stayed in the city and it was like three or four days that I was there and it was all this stuff and I was there let's be real I was there to win yeah right that's why else would I be doing a pageant that's the point like you're there to compete and make friends yeah but but you're not going there to not win (laughs) exactly so that was the mindset and one of the one of the things was an interview and you go in and you like you sit with the panel and they interview and they ask you like trying to figure out if this is what you truly want if you're suited if you could pretty much make the cut and survive the international comp representing australia and like i said i was there to win so i went in there and i aced that interview i'm not gonna lie i aced it and i came out and i was really proud of myself but i pretty much went back to my room and i cried because i was so scared because i didn't like the fear of missing out was I'm here to win, so I'm not going to sabotage myself in an interview and be like, well, honestly, I don't know if I could do that and, you know, yeah, I could probably pull that. Do I want to do that? That's the thing, like, you know you could do it, but is that what you want to be – is that right for you? That's right. And, you know, like, at my core it was like, yeah, I would love to go and represent Australia and uh, in this pageant, but it also meant at the time um, deferring my uni degree – Mm-hmm. And I wanted my uni degree so much more. <laughs> right. And I, like, I remember going back to my room and crying because I felt like I'd convinced the judges that that's all I wanted. Like, I didn't... I literally said, oh, happily defer uni. Like, work is fine. Because it's... It, we, right, yeah. Right? And then all of a sudden I was like, well, really, no. That I, I don't know if I'm ready to commit all of that yet. Do you know what I mean? And I was like... I, I panicked. I 100% panicked. Anyways, I went along get the act up um look did I still want to win at the end of the day yeah and I would have dealt with that and I convinced myself through that I suppose bit of panic that whatever was going to be is going to be and if I'm going to go to the international pageant I'll make everything work that's fine that's in my path and I made peace with it and like looking back it was very clear that I really should have just well, it was too late at that point. How do you, do you know get I mean? to that stage yeah. in the competition Without- and then be like, hi, actually, I don't want to go no. to the international. You can't. And I you get you. You can't say that. <laughs> so, and I totally understand that. And yeah. Like, it's like, it's, you probably didn't even expect, like, or think, oh, I'm going to need to have answer this question because this is the national. Because you don't know you're going to get to no. the national final. You just keep going and That's expect right. to get knocked out. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, I'm in the running. That's right. <laughs> and, yeah, it was, uh, it was a very stressful time at that point and because you knew you didn't want it like yeah like like I wanted to win but I like my other life goals were so much more important to me at that point that I that I hadn't factored in when I entered yeah because it's like why not do this and I feel like we I've been very prone to the take every opportunity yeah which now it's like I've got to vet them more yes I fully feel like I had a similar experience when I was applying for some internships Mm. this year. 
and I have one Woo! Woo-hoo. and so I'm not applying anymore because I really really want to intern at the place that I got so if I apply for anywhere else then I have this huge decision to make and I'm yeah. at a loss but right now I'm not at a loss because mm. the first place I applied to I got in and I'm really excited so yeah. <laughs> but when I before I found out I got to that place I had applied for another one mm. And this was like a pretty, I didn't, I just applied because it came up like, no, and like, I didn't expect to get anywhere. And it was a scholarship one. So it was like extra incentive and I'm like, cool. And the more I'm researching, I'm like, this is an amazing opportunity. Mm. And then I got my offer before, cause I, I got through the, when you do an internship application and you apply with your resume, mm. your cover letter, your, um, all of that. And then you do, if you get through the first round of questionnaires then you do psychometric testing yeah so they got me to do testing based on like uh like workplace um, etiquette kind of type of thing and then also we got tested on mathematical problem solving skills Mm. (laughs) and then I got through that and then I got video interviews Mm. and then I got a phone interview and I was like okay I get called on the phone we had to do a regular interview and then problem solving and like brain teaser questions and, yeah. and maths on the spot. And I'm very good at maths, but I just really don't like those situations. I don't like someone quizzing me to see how smart I am. It's just not something I like. It's no. not... I, I, I like being in collaboration or competition with others yeah. and myself and stuff like that. So they called me and I thought the phone interview was awful. One of the guys that interviewed me was so awful. I was like, I do not like you. Mm. And you obviously don't think I'm smart enough. I was like, there's no way I'm going to get to the next interview. So I was like, I don't know, called my mom and everything. And I was like, hey, I'm really like the interview was a mess. I Mm. won't get through the next round, but I'm glad because I don't want to work there. Yeah. And I said on the phone to multiple people, if I get an offer, I'm going to say no to the next round because I have so many assignments. There's no point doing a six hour online Zoom interview for a job I don't want. Yeah. And then I got a call later that night from the people saying hi you impressed us so much on the phone you can come to a video interview tomorrow do you want to do it and I was like well I couldn't say no (laughs) and so I said yes I said yes I would love the opportunity and I knew I didn't want to I just didn't I didn't like the environment I didn't like the atmosphere I didn't want the job but I was like I should do it because then I can figure out like the learning process if I apply for another internship and there's Mm. like I may as well just do it if I don't want it I don't have anything to lose yeah so I had to do a case study with four other girls. I didn't prepare. I had so many exams. I was like, I'll just go in and see what it's like. And all of these girls, because it was a women yeah. in banking scholarship, they were all like gunning for it. And I yeah. remember sitting in that group interview thing on Zoom where we had to do a case study thinking, I wouldn't hire me. I obviously <laughs> don't want this. <laughs> like all of these, I was sitting there going, I don't even know what he's asking me, let alone how to answer it. Because I just, I, if you want a job, you have to put in the effort. And yeah. I did that for that first one that I really wanted yeah. and I got it. And it was just, I remember thinking all day, why am I doing this? And then I had four back-to-back double person interviews. And then at the end of the day, I had a, like another quiz number thingy. Mm. And, and I just, and it was still a valuable experience, but it's like, I look in hindsight, like, well, why did I do that? I mean, I'm glad because now I know what that process is like. Yeah. There's still value behind it. But, like, I knew I didn't want it. And then she's mm. on the phone asking me. And my fear of missing out was like, yes, I'll do the interview after I told <laughs> everybody I wouldn't. And I felt so burdened when I got to the next stage first. Yeah. And so it's like, would it have just been easier to listen to my intuition? I know. <laughs> Basically, like, it's something that can that can stretch across 
every single aspect of life you yeah know, family friendships relationships sport sport study hobbies careers yeah you know anything mm-hmm. absolutely anything in it and i mean it is hard because there's like to a point where i think that we've been trained out of listening to our intuition and it's definitely a massive skill to then hone back in on that and it takes a lot of trust yeah at the beginning exactly and discipline to actually choose to listen to yeah. it right i and i think that uh, you're right it's like we've been trained to to go for the opportunities that are like objectively the best yeah and to do things that i think everyone else would want and yes. like like even when i was applying for that job it's like other people would think this is really impressive that's right and and when i was considering should i be applying for more internships even though i've already got one in my head it was why like the only reason i think of doing that is like well maybe people think it's more impressive if i get another one but why does that matter if i'm really excited to go to the one that suits me it shouldn't matter and and so that's been an exercise in trusting my intuition but even then i asked for other people's opinions (laughs) i know and it's like i mean this there's nothing wrong with that like jackson my Mm. boyfriend Mm -hmm. is very he knows what he wants he's just one of those people where it's like it's just yes no easy everything's an easy choice Mm. in his brain he doesn't you know get affected by all the stuff that i do or you know and he's just like yeah no why don't you just you just like yes or no what do you want (laughs) yeah and i think being around him has helped me be more decisive in that yeah and and learn like he critically he he challenged me to think like do i actually want this do i actually Mm. want that like even to the point of like like big you know for parties or celebrations i'd always had the same one and i did enjoy it and it's like was that how you really want to celebrate and i was like i just thought that's how we should all celebrate you know i didn't mm. even think like oh like for his birthday he would just rather stay and watch a movie and i was like but that's not what you're supposed to do yeah he's like but that's what i want that's yeah. what i enjoy and so I, I find like even like the type of house you want to live in it's like do like i i find now about those big life decisions i constantly am thinking what do i truly want Mm. for myself where would i be happiest remove all of that pressure what other people think is good and and like actually questioning like what i want and i think doing that has helped me get better but it's a lot easier to do for the abstract big things than the everyday little and i find it so much harder to to listen to my intuition when it comes to career or yeah those type of things yeah because it's so much external pressure Mm. and i think i think when you have like time to plan like big things like you know where you want to live and what type of house you want or what travel destination you want to go to next all those sort of things really easy to to work through the fomo and the and the fom sort of stuff but when it's not choosing right now well that's right when it's spontaneous when it's short term when it's like real quick on the spot kind of things i feel like that's where they creep in the easiest yeah definitely because you don't have time to logically think yeah. because if they were like choose right now jess whether you want to live in an apartment in the city or by the beach or on your own property now you get to, you have i would have no idea yeah neither how would i like because all of those have different appeals to me and yeah the thing that calms me down is like you're never stuck in one place that's right like i can try and and i think like the the fear of making mistakes has made me not made me scared to try things yeah and challenge myself and and i always like i feel like i have to know before i know why do i feel like that i feel like i have to know what's right for me before i try it and that's so illogical and like you can try a career 
and not like it and change. change and yeah. there's no, there shouldn't be any shame in that. No. And that's not failure or being a quitter. And I feel like in my head, part of me still thinks that it is. And I'm yeah. really trying to not be like that. But yeah. like nothing is final. You can always no. change. And I think for me, like I'm really trying to get into that mindset of just try it. I know, because there's no learning without mistakes. Exactly. <laughs> there's no and, growth without it. And if, if I just go into something because, oh, that's what I'm supposed to do and I hate it, but but people think it's impressive and blah, blah, blah. Like, I won't genuinely be happy. No. I won't be living a life true to myself. And the more mistakes you make, the closer you get to living a life that makes you the most fulfilled. Yeah. And I think there's this huge, like, I feel I feel the need to be perfect or look perfect yeah. or appear perfect. And I try really hard to shed that 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 feeling that mm. feeling to like that i need to be like that but it it's not easy to shed no. <laughs> and i still don't you know like i don't know and people would ask me like when i was going through uni like what do you want to do when you finish everyone asks that and my answer in my head was always like i have no idea <laughs> yeah. how am i supposed to know that but instead what i would say is the most impressive thing that came to my head you know like mm. oh i don't know be an investment banker and now that I know what that is, that does sound interesting, and maybe I'll go into that. Mm. But but I don't know if I want to be an investment banker until I try. That's right. And and I think there's this huge pressure to be like, you should know exactly what you want to do, know exactly what you want to be. And I think being okay with the uncertainty and just, if you're interested in something, pursue it. And then if you don't like it, just stop. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. And there's power in that. Yeah, and I mean, not everyone can just be like, I hate my job, I'm going to quit. Yeah. That's a very, I mean, for me, coming straight out of uni, I sort of have that, like, leeway to figure Mm. out. I mean, it's still hard because it's not easy to find something else and it's not easy to, like, get a job and actually decide to leave if you don't have something else lined up. But it's just, but I just, I don't know, I'm going to try really hard to constantly actually ask myself, like, is this what I want to be doing? Yeah. And then I think the more that we ask ourselves questions in the quiet you know when Mm. you're journaling when you're just thinking when you're driving just by yourself critically like critically analyzing your decisions and your choices that's how you overcome the FOMO and the FOM (laughs) yeah and I think it's also I don't know whether people agree with this but accepting that FOMO and FOM like for me personally they're always going to be there yeah and they exist and it's about and sometimes FOMO pushes me to do something that I really get value out of and it was a really good experience and that I probably wouldn't have done because FOMO gets me off my butt and makes me want to have more experiences yeah and fear of making mistakes makes me more cautious so I don't do stupid things yeah so both of them play a part yeah it's just about it's about letting them do like it's about the letting the thought come in to be like is this something I should be worried about or is this something I should want to do yeah and then and then still choosing to think and I mean it's going to be harder in certain situations to either get over it or like get Mm. over the form or FOMO exactly I think it's just being aware yeah and like I'm a lot better at it now but I'm still nowhere near how where I want to be yeah (laughs) and and I think that it's yeah I think it's a bit idealistic to be like I'm never ever gonna have FOMO again because yeah. it's n- both of them are very natural human yeah. responses to things. Exactly. Nobody wants to miss out no. and nobody wants to make a mistake. That's right. But both of them are important because you have to miss out on things because you can't experience everything. Yeah. And you can't not make mistakes because 
otherwise you'll never grow and change and also it's just impossible yeah we're just human that's what we do yeah have we covered everything? I think so. Well, we covered a damn lot. <laughs> yeah. Some little story times in there. That was fun. Yeah. I mean, I think I think we did cover it. I think it was good. Yeah, I like that. I hope that you got something out of it. And we'd love to hear how you tackle FOMO and fear of making mistakes because I think it's a valuable conversation to hear how other people sort of overcome it so we can take on other people's... Um, what's like tactics that's not the right word but strategies that's the right one you know so we can you know try different things and and talk about it because it's normal and we all face this type of thing yes exactly (laughs) so um if you want to find us on our socials you can find us on instagram at pierced off pod and also at we are pierced off and also our own personal accounts danny.pierced and jess.pierced all on instagram And we'd love for you to connect with us and... We'll speak to you next time. Yeah, we'll speak to you next week. (laughs) Catch ya. Catch ya.